Hey you guys, I am so excited to have you back on another episode of Black Canvas. On today's episode, I'm going to do something a lot different than what you've been used to hearing from me the last couple of seasons. I'm going to go back to the basics and actually do an episode by myself, talking about experiences and things that we need to learn from and grow from, but also being able to share openly about something that many of us might struggle with, which is shame, and also practicing a meaningful reflection. And I think that when I think of the word shame, we talked about this in an earlier episode, is that shame means that I am bad and guilt means I've done something bad. And so when we think of shame and meaningful reflection, if I'm so used to going backwards to things that I've experienced and not being able to see myself in the forefront of being a positive, loving, caring individual who's worked through some of these pains, then sometimes shame can engulf us. And it can cause many of us to lose sight of our goals and many of us to not be able to find our self-worth. So I thought it would be great for us to kind of go back to discussing things that I know many of us want to work on and to find that love and caring spirit within ourselves. And y'all know on my show, I love to have a good time. I love to talk about things that are fun and exciting. But sometimes we have to talk about deep, dark things that are not only negative to us, but can affect other people as well. So I thought today would be an amazing opportunity for me to share how shame has affected me, but also share how I'm choosing not to allow shame to dictate where I'm going in my life and how I can find my self-worth. So when I think of reflection, reflection to me is kind of going back to the start for me. Reflecting is so important that we get to a place where we can know who we are, but we also get to a place where we can actually have a fresher look on what we've seen, what we've done, and what we've learned. And so for me, practicing my perspective is really vital for me finding a deeper value and love for myself. And sometimes I will even have a conversation with myself. Now, don't look at me crazy, guys. (laughs) Sometimes you can have a conversation with yourself and you can pose simple questions that you can kind of go back and reflect and, and understand what does it mean to you. And reflection isn't always about finding the answers to the problems, but it's focusing on raising questions about your personal, sometimes our societal and our global issues. And I love when I reflect because it's very informative to me, but I start to develop a deeper understanding and learning of the vantage point of my personal relevance, but also I can apply the knowledge I've learned and start to develop a new perspective to who I am as a person. And so when I think of reflection, there's two parts that are really vital for me. One part are the thoughts and the other part are the actual feelings. So this is where we talk about our cognition and our affect. And when I know what my thoughts are telling me and how it dictates my behavior, then I'm able to feel different. I'm able to understand what my feelings mean and how important it is to me to move forward. So in learning and raising questions, I start to provoke a connectedness within myself, and I can look at my future decisions with a keener eye. And many of us, we can have a hard time like looking at the future, and I always say future tripping can definitely be something that can trip us up. But if I can actually look at, I'm setting a short-term goal to get to a future plan, then I can actually learn from that experience in a different way. And for many of us, even reflection can be a collaborative effort. So when I reflect, I can share it with someone who I trust and that person can give me positive or negative feedback 
but I can learn how to filter it out if it's something that's not beneficial. But if it's something that maybe I didn't see and they saw something within me or a, a tool that I can actually use, it will help me to deal with my shame and acknowledging those feelings if shame is actually at the center of my issues. And when we think of shame, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes we can feel that we're bad or that we, we really don't understand who we truly are. And sometimes that experience can lead to anger. For many of us, it can lead to irritability, even being defensive or being maybe a procrastinator or leading to maybe major depression or minor um, situations that many people struggle with or even seasonal depression. If I'm not aware of actually where it actually stemmed from or if it's someone who's shame-basing me, um, it can be hard to actually challenge those persistent negative thoughts because our thoughts definitely can dictate a lot of our behaviors if we're not able to understand how to manage it in a different way. So I always want to pose this to myself and I think it'd be a great thing to pose to you guys to think about. I want you guys to ask yourself, what stories am I telling myself about who I am? I'm going to repeat that again. What stories am I telling myself about who I am? How do I know these stories are actually true? Is there actually any evidence that supports this story? And whose voice do you hear, yours or someone else's? I know growing up, that was the hardest thing for me. And for anyone who's experienced bullying, um, I know that was something I went through for many years. And I started to redefine my story based on someone else's purview. And I lost sight of who I was. And I started to have to regain confidence because I didn't know how to manage that voice. What if it's a voice of someone else or a voice within myself? But when I finally realized that shame is not going to be who I am, shame is not who I'm going to allow other people to define me as, then I actually was able to negate those negative thoughts and I finally found my purpose and my truth. But for many kids, especially with cyberbullying and there's so many other ways that people can be taken advantage of or maybe talked down to, it can be really difficult for a young kid to see their purpose. Even with as many positive influences in her life, for many people, when you go to school and when you're experiencing turmoil, either at home, maybe it's your parents or, or guardians that are saying negative statements to you, and it could be a generational thing that they were used to hearing it and they felt like that's going to toughen you up and you need to hear that, um, that can definitely be detrimental for a young kid to understand who they are or what stories do they believe moving forward because when they have kids they can sometimes continue that same pattern. So I always say that we need to be able to understand the stories we tell ourselves and if the evidence is actually true. The next thing is to actually name your shame. So what about you are you afraid to show the world? When you can actually name your shame, then you'll be able to listen to how you speak to yourself. And for me, being compassionate and not judgmental and calling myself names is important. And have I done it? Absolutely. Will I have slip ups? Absolutely. It's going to happen. You can sometimes talk to yourself and say, man, I screwed up or man, I'm an idiot or I, I made another mistake. But I think when you slow down and you say, hey, did, am I a mistake? Did I make a mistake? Or am I putting a lot of pressure on myself? Or can I revise whatever my thoughts or goals are and actually do something that works for me? And so this is where we can actually write about your shame when you can write up maybe who am I? Um, journal entry, or maybe you can write down shame and put a list of the highs and lows of what shame has done for you 
And if you're seeing more highs with shame, then maybe that's something I need to readdress with a therapist or even if you have a spiritual advisor, someone that you can reach out to. Because when we notice the words that we choose, when we write about ourselves, then we can either learn to practice mercy and kindness with ourselves or we can reinforce those challenging negative thoughts. And so I'm learning each day to quiet my inner critic. And by quieting my inner critic, that helps me to actually develop what I like to call an optimistic lever. And I get to pull that lever of optimism and I start to actually to gain insight about myself because I'm the expert in my situation. And I think when we start really looking at that, that you being the expert in your situation and developing that optimistic lever, it's going to help us to know that we can either hold the keys to our shame and we can dress ourselves up in a cloak of self-hatred or we can actually learn how to emotionally express ourselves without being stimulated by the fears that maybe we've had in the past. And we won't allow public humiliation or our loss of our dignity from maybe our past issues to reject our hearts. And so I love that I love to live within the moment, but also I can discern, you know, the people I want around me. And I get to choose, this is my season for exploration, that I get to actually know what is my responsibility. I can escape from that cage of anger and frustration, and I can make the brave choice to pursue healing. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode discussing how to practice meaningful reflection and hopefully develop your own optimistic lever that works for you. And if you have any questions, please reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about shame and guilt. There are two things I love to discuss. And hopefully I can give you some insights on how to find love within ourselves, how to reclaim our keys, how to set ourselves free and to live in our truth. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Oh, 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 oh.